Welcome back to Power Work Hurt, everybody. My name is Corin, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four ferocious players. They are... I am Kayla, and I am playing Irithal Boreal. Ferocious is good, because we need it. We're in a fight. Um, <laughs> I'm Andrew, and I'm playing Gabriella. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy. And I'm David, and I'm playing... <laughs> oh, sorry, too ferocious. I'm playing Mickey. <laughs> yes. Yes. Embrace your ferociousness. Rawr. Furry. <laughs> you're My you're ferocious. Yes. Furry ah. ferocious. Okay. Good, good, good. So, last we left off with you guys, you are on a boat, the Sirens Wake to be exact. Mm -hmm. And you were heading toward the Court of Leaves. After Sheila said that she saw something in the underbrush, you guys decided to stay on the river and park next to a sandbar. As you guys were playing Three Walnut Holdup, I think it was called. I think it was three acorn something. While you guys were playing a card game, <laughs> something screamed at you and then climbed up the boat and went to attack Izzy and Irithel. That's right. Which I was about to get my throat torn out or something. Indeed. This is really frustrating because I had a really good hand that time. Oh, bummer. <laughs> well, and maybe... I had a really lousy one. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> well, maybe next time. Everybody roll initiative, please. Isidore, 21. Irithel. My goodness, it is nice having an actual initiative score. 14. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> Mickey. 13. Oh, not a negative two. 13. Gabriella. 12. Oh, uh, I auto-rolled for Otis. Otis got a 22. Oh, dang. Nice. And Sheila got a 7. Yeah, that's fair. So first up, those who saw the monster climb up get to act on round one. So that would be Irithel and Mickey. You see this thing start to climb up as it's flinging its hands, but you guys rolled initiative faster than it did. Ooh. So Irithel, you get to go first. Over Mickey? Mickey had an 18, I think. No, I had a 13. Oh, I'm sorry. You had a 13. Oh, I beat you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I rolled low. I did too. Okay. I would like to look and see what's attacking us. Okay. In front of you, you see a, a monstrous humanoid creature. No hair. Completely bald, its eyes are sunken, almost as if they don't exist. And as it climbs in, you notice that it has three spikes. Two spikes are on the feet, and one spike is on one of the arms. The other arm is extended well past any humanoid should ever have an arm extended. It almost looks warped and broken multiple times in multiple places, and it's very rope-y. Like okay. a flail, perhaps. Yeah. And you think, just looking at this thing, it definitely has reach. Oh, good to know. And it is screaming in your face. Okay, then. I would like to attack it. Okay. So, I would like to pull out my rapier, which I've had handy, and I would like to attack it. That is a 24 to hit. That hits. Okay. That is seven damage. What type of damage? It is piercing. Okay. I would like to roll again. That is a 20-something. Mm -hmm. 22. Ooh, nice. That is 10 damage. Okay. I would like to use Distracting Strike, which okay. is when you hit with a weapon attack, you expend one superiority die to add the total to the damage roll. And the next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than you has advantage if the attack is made before the start of your next turn. Cool. 
So that would be adding three damage to it. What kind of attack is that again? It is distracting strike. What does that look like? So, oh, that's true. Okay. So if you were, so everyone, okay, Mickey, Mickey's looking at Irithel. <laughs> Irithel all of a sudden shouts out and is like, watch out. We have something on the boat. And all of a sudden she doesn't move fast. You know this. And yet, somehow she manages to slide on over to the creature quite smoothly and gracefully. And as she's fighting the creature, it's trying to attack her, we'll say, for flavor purposes. It is. It's and, definitely trying to attack you. <laughs> and for now, like, it's she's got some sort of rhythm going on that's really, really hard to follow for whatever reason. Like, normally, people hit on beats, like, one, two, yeah. No, she is slightly off what you would expect. And so just as the creature like tries to dodge her, she waits like half a beat and then hits it. Mm. And so it's really quite distracting as the creature's seeing trying to deal with this this offbeat attack in flow and rhythm that it's focused its attention and so the next person who attacks is going to have an advantage on it. Nice. Perfect. Sweet. All right. Are you going to do anything else? That would be it. Okay. Next up is Mickey. All right. Mickey sees the creature fumbling and off-beated, sneaking and crawling with terrifying agility. Mickey makes his way over to the bow. Is that the front? Yes. Yes. I need to figure this out. <laughs> yes. And once you, you do, please let us know. Mm. Everyone quick. You know what? Okay. Label the map. Yeah, we should label the map. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I know starboard uh, is right and port is left. Bow and then aft is in the back. That's right. So Mickey makes his way over to the bow of the boat, hops up upon the railing that kind of, you know, is on the side. And Mickey, the first thing he does is he draws a dagger. He then hurls this dagger from the, an unseen position. Now, I would like to remind all present that you have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. So w- one question is, because I can't possibly make use of her ability, is it going to trigger her ability, do you think? Or will the t- attack after it still be okay to get um, at, um, uh, advantage? What's, what's the wording? The next attack roll. So yeah, I would say it would trigger her. And 5th well. edition doesn't let you delay. It's tragic. So I throw a dagger. That's not bad. With advantage, that gives me 23. That hits. All right. The damage is a measly 1d4 plus 4 plus a d8. Nice. If I can find a d8. (laughs) Plus 2d6. Those pesky hiding d8s. I can never find a d8 either. So that will be 13 damage. What type of damage? Pokey type. All right. You guys are noticing this thing is very hardy. Your attacks aren't doing quite as much as you think they should. Is it rubbery? Is it scaly? Is it supernaturally? It's very rubbery. You can feel bones underneath as you dig in. I mean, I threw this dagger, but still. Never mind. You (laughs) threw a dagger and you saw it kind of against the skin. Ew. But it also stuck, so. So Mickey would like to now finish his move now that he's gotten rid of that pesky offhand dagger. And he would like to move... It's a good thing that on his first turn of combat, he has so much movement speed. If only somebody would coordinate to help him with flanking or something in the future. 
So he moves all the way over here and he stabs. Where's over here? Right up next to the foul. It looks humanoid, Mm -hmm. but we don't know if it's undead yet. It's probably undead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with undead. Okay. Mickey's going to go with undead. And now, Mickey would like to roll to attack. Okay. Yeah. And Irithel, you, you get flanking because of Irithel, right? No. Okay. Not until, we don't, not? I, I don't get flanking unless you are actually flanking your opponent, which means coming at it from opposite sides in this case. Did you do your sneak attack on your first? Yes. Hit? Okay, cool. I can get sneak attack as long as somebody else is in melee with it. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I'm confusing. I get confused all the so, time about that. Mickey rushes forward and spits a dagger out of his mouth. Gross. Cool. Using his pouch feature, which frequently carries a dagger. Nice. That is a 23 again. That hits. Now this time, because of favored foe, I hit them earlier, and that means that I added extra... What is your favored foe? This thing. What he is... marked it. Oh, you marked it. Gotcha. No, it's not Hunter's Mark. It's, he licked it. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the Ranger alternative feature favored foe or whatever it's called here. I can look it up if you'd like. He licked it. He licked it. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, flavored foe. Yeah. Yeah, it's just called favored foe. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you lick it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it tastes- was a ranged attack in this case. Oh. <laughs> you spit at it? Mm-hmm. That works. So this will now be... You taste it on the air. I just want to see Corn describe what it tastes like now. Mm. 16 damage. Okay. And this is a melee attack, so I can feel those bones beneath the rubbery hide. You can. You can taste it now, too. Despite everything, (laughs) tasting the undead is not high on his list of things to do. So instead, I'll stab it again. Okay. And for those of you keeping track, that is first with an offhand throw there, followed up by... A, st- you know, the dagger in hand and stabbing. Uh, that's not bad. And you get three attacks? So, one for being a- a- alive, one for offhand, and one for dread ambusher. Ambusher. It will never leave us. So that is going to be 16 damage. Okay. So as these daggers pierce in, you get a waft and a very tangy smell and a tangy taste. Think like shark mixed with dung. Hmm. Tangy, huh? Lovely. Mm. Is it dead? No. Not even close. It doesn't even look that hurt. Mickey (laughs) is, you know, annoyed because he likes it when things die when he stabs them. And so he will use cunning action. Okay. And then run out to disengage. And he will hide behind Izzy. Okay. I mean, not literally hiding because I don't have the action to do so, but... Okay, it does not attack You're just you. using me as cover? Yes. <laughs> Next up is this monstrosity. I need Irithel and Izzy to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh, joy. All right, for crazy critters in Feylands. <laughs> four. Okay. Also a four. Oh. 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 Which is funny because I rolled two fours on my 3d6 damage. What's with these fours? <laughs> It's like the force is with us. Indeed. How fortunate. So this thing is so disturbing, and its scream pierced your ears so much that you guys take nine points of psychic damage. Ow. Just you two. Okay. Then it is going to... Do the rest of us hear the scream? Yes. It was very loud. Mickey sees this and is going to reevaluate. He doesn't think it's undead anymore. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) So... 
Next up, it is going to... It's looking right at you, Irithel. And as uh-huh. it makes contact with you and you stare at it in the eye, mm-hmm. make either an insight check or a history check. Depending, so, yeah, we're doing... Depending on which one you roll, you're going to get a different answer. Insight. Okay. 11. These eyes. It's fuzzy, but you remember these eyes, the color of the eyes. They were a very interesting green with purple mixed in. What? You remember this, and you're, you're, it's foggy, and you can't really why understand. Why do I remember this thing? They're you barney really, eyes? You don't really understand why, and then it's going to grab you with its ropey, broken, extended arm thing. It's go-go gadget arm. It's go-go gadget <laughs> arm, yeah. So that is an 18 to hit. Go-go gadget yep, grappling that hits. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so you, Irithel, as it wraps its ropey arm around you, you notice that the claws on the end of it are sharper than you imagined. And you take... By claw, it doesn't actually have a claw, does it? Spike. It has a spike. Uh, it has a claw on both hands, but one is a spike. Hmm. Like, one doesn't have an arm, it's just a spike. Oh, I see. And the other one has a has claws on the, the rope arm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the rope arm, there's, there's claws that you didn't notice before. And you take 13 points of piercing damage. Owie. Oh, wait, sorry. 17 points of piercing Oof. damage. Owie. And you are grappled. And bloodied. Oh, no. Please make another wisdom saving throw as it's staring into your soul. Six. Wisdom is not my strong suit. You're lucky I'm rolling really bad. Oh, good. Mm. <laughs> bloodied in one hit. Really bad. <laughs> you take nine more points of psychic damage as... Okay. This this foggy memory of these eyes staring back at you keeps rolling in your brain and you can't figure it out. I am not looking good. And because you failed, it is going to jump back in the water. No, not with me. No, 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 no. And because of its special ability, no. you're going to go with it. No. So it jumps off the back or on the side of the boat and Irithel and it go crashing into the water. And as you hit the water, it's icy cold because it's a lot closer to the top of the mountain and it's it's very, very cold. Ah, those fresh mountain springs. Yes. Mm. Very beautiful. Very refreshing. If you weren't being grappled. You sink into the water and as it pulls you closer to it, you hear, Sorry. Next up. That's just terrifying in a bit. Next up, it's the top of the round because it rolled really bad. It is Otis's turn. Okay. And so Ashlyn is going to be playing Otis. Yep. To help our lovely DM out as well as Ander. He can't play himself and two NPCs. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you probably could, but... It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. We, we spread, figured we spread the spotlight around. So it jumped off the ship and yep. is in the water? Yep. And took... Irithel. Okay. They are under the water currently. Do you think Otis would prioritize shooting the monster or rescuing uh, passengers gone overboard or... So I figured that his responsibilities is going to be ship and crew and passengers Okay. over killing the thing. Okay. So there you go. Okay. That helps me answer that. So Otis is going to drop the crossbow that he was holding on to and... He is going to use the help action, I guess. He's going to try to throw a rope down to Irithel 
in order to help her to get back onto, onto the ship. Okay. Sounds good. Anything else? I mean, that's technically a bonus action. So Otis runs over to where they had fallen, right? Yeah. And throws a net. Yeah. There, there's like a net or a rope or something. Something. Oh, yeah. There's one nearby. Something towards Aerithel, and he's going to hold on to the other end and help pull her up. So I guess he'll hold his action to help hoist her up. Okay, that's it. Next up is Izzy. Oh, hey, it's me again. <laughs> but in another form. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. It went into the water. If I... And the time of day is just like the sun is setting, and it's just over the horizon, so it's around twilight time. If I lean over, do I see Irithel in the water? You do. They haven't sunk too far yet. So you do see the outlines of these two humanoids. But they would not... The, the creature would not be within five feet of me, right? No. Okay. So I am going to bonus action some of my echo above where the monster is in the water. Okay. And is it like deep underwater or is it like on surface level of the water? Hmm. Did it swim down into the water? Make a quick perception check. Make a stare into the inky abyss check. Yeah, stare into the abyss uh, check. Okay. Uh, that's an 18. With an 18, it's gotten down about 10 feet. Okay. Hmm. My echo technically can't get wet, so my echo will attack from in the water. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I will use my scimitars. Use that astral plane. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, underwater combat. Nah. <laughs> I believe the general rule is that any slashing or bludgeoning weapon does half damage or disadvantage or whatever. When making a melee weapon weapons. attack, a creature that doesn't have a swimming speed has disadvantage on attack roll unless the weapon is a dagger, javelin, short sword, spear, or trident. Piercing stuff. So scimitar does not count? Nope. Nope. Okay. So you have disadvantage. Okay. I will still do it. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise I can try to do my longbow, but... Meh. So... Way to take my action. Three scimitar attacks with disadvantage. First one was a total of 20 to hit. With disadvantage? Yes, with disadvantage. Yeah, that hits. 10 points of damage. Okay. You know. Oh, wait. Uh, yes, that's right. 10 points. Okay. Perfect. And then second attack. With disadvantage, that's much lower with a 12 to hit. That does not hit. Okay. And then last attack. That was a nat 20 and nat 1. Oh. <laughs> Tragic. So sad. So explain it. Explain what's going on in the water right now. <laughs> so... Basically, from a, on the deck, Izzy is directing Dora by using precise movements with her scimitar to slash at this monster while underwater. But there's a little bit of distortion because, you know, it's different underwater than it is when you're looking above the surface of the water, right? And so she got lucky with that first hit. And then the second time she misjudges because she thinks she got it. And no, she definitely does not. She missed it. And then by that point, she's starting to lose confidence in her <laughs> underwater combat abilities. <laughs> and she goes for a, what she assumes is a really clean swipe across the neck, but then realizes that it actually went over its head. Ah, Yeah, distortion sucks. Yes. Okay, anything else? That ends my turn. Okay, Irithel, it is your turn. You are grappled, and you are also beginning the rules for suffocation, which means... You can hold your breath for a number of minutes equal to one plus its constitution modifier. 
minimum of 30 seconds. Okay. I can hold my breath for two minutes then. Perfect. Okay. I would like to attempt to break free. Okay. So yeah, this is a strength or acrobatics, right? Athletics or acrobatics? Yes. It's your choice. Yeah. It's your Mm -hmm. choice. Okay, so we're actually going to go for acrobatics this time. We're in the water. It's amazing how when you don't have weight on a foot, how much more dexterous you feel like you are. An how injured much more slippery foot. you are. Yeah, an injured foot. <laughs> That's true. That's a 16. That passes. Ooh. So that took your action. Okay. Uh, I see a rope. Yes. A net, yeah. I would like to grab the net and haul myself out of the boat. Or onto the boat. Using the rope. Using the rope. Okay. So that takes half of your movement. Okay. And does that get me into the boat? So I would say if Otis is helping to pull mm-hmm. her up, because he was holding his action to help her up, up on the boat. Let's see, we're 10 feet down. Yeah, I'll say you can get right onto the ledge. Okay. Um, Action surge. Okay. And can I hit it? Slightly on the way out. Sure. Oh, yeah. I could have action surge. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry, marking action surge. This is quick. all happening at once. It's true. And she rolled really bad, so she lost confidence. Okay. Poor Izzy. So, I would like to hit with my rapier twice on my way out. That's an 18 on one. Uh, rapier, you would have disadvantage. Okay. So, I miss. So, that's nine. Yeah, no, that doesn't hit sorry second attack that is a 16 that just hits okay and then i would like to i will add my distracting strike again to it on my way out no minimum sadly that's eight damage okay even with a superiority die oh and as i haul myself out back into the boat and go plop onto the thing and roll back onto my feet, I would like to second wind with a bonus action. Okay. So you are currently just cresting over the top of the boat. So you're like I on used, the railing. No, because I used my bonus. Oh, that was an action. To, I forgot. Okay. Oh, well, yes. Otis is slowly pulling you over. Okay. Sounds good. So I have seven more hit points. Yay. Woo. Next up, Mickey. All right. Mickey. Looks around at the carnage, at the chaos. You know, with Irithel there, the creature's probably going to remain doing its fiddly thing. Mickey doesn't like what's going on. Doesn't like being not being able to see the creature. Mickey is going to run down to the starboard side over here and hide. Okay, make a hide check. A pittance. I rolled low. Well, not too low, but a little bit. 19. You're actually going to roll low and get a low score one of these times, and I'm not going <laughs> to believe you. <laughs> you think you're hidden. I also choose a place to hide that's, you know, outside of the hideous, nasty lamps that you know we use. They're lovely and all that, but not when we're fighting. Mm-hmm. I think th- there's enough crates around that you oh, can yeah. get behind one. Yeah, if you want, oh, you can like oh. hide behind the... I-, I know what Mickey will do with his action. He'll use his bonus action to hide. His standard action will be breaking one of the lamps. Okay. Those are expensive. He throws it right right off the boat. Bloop. And it fizzles out. And suddenly he is enveloped in darkness. Mm. Aha. And it's my turn. Cool. Gabriella, it is your turn. You're going to pay for that. (laughs) Only if you're alive to collect it. Fair enough. And Gabriella runs also to the starboard side in front of Mickey in, in the crate there. 
Leaning out over the edge, she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a handful of glittery dust and throws it into the air and it shoots at the ropey friend here on the side. Mm-hmm. And I'm casting fairy fire on it. Nice. Did you call him your ropey friend? Okay. What does he have to make? Uh, it has to make a dexterity save of 15. No, that's a six. Good. Hooray. All right. And if, if there happen to be fish or small creatures in the water you know, around it, they might also be lit up. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few fish. You see mm-hmm. a, a stray jellyfish floating away. And some you know, various insects and things that now look like fireflies. Thank you, Ander. I'm appreciating this mental image. Yeah. Well, it's the like, fish all light up. <laughs> yeah. I have to have glowy fish. Don't you remember from parks? Yes. <laughs> glowy fish must happen. It's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, any any creatures in the range of fairy fire light up. Perfect. Yeah, there's a bunch of fish. Uh, there's a few insects that are floating around. It's honestly, it would be a pretty sight if it wasn't mm-hmm. so dangerous. Yeah. And these are going to also be green this time because right. why not? And, you know, it, it fits with parks. Um <laughs> <laughs> And uh, as a bonus action, I am going to, uh, I think that we could all use a little bit of a pickup and cast Bardic Inspiration, my Mantle of Inspiration, to grant temporary hit points, five of them, to four creatures. That's going to be any of you who are damaged. To me. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So how one, many two, temp- uh, it's going to be five. Okay. And so Mantle only affects damaged people? Uh, I, that's who I was just targeting directly okay. at the moment, oh, but okay. I've got two other slots. Lots is up close there. Uh, Otis, <laughs> do you have to be able yes. to see them? If you have to see them, then that leaves Mickey out. Uh, Mickey wouldn't get it anyways. He just dropped a lamp off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also not hurt yet. Mm-hmm. Good thing it was temp HP. Yeah, that I can see and can see me yep. within 60 feet. Can you do okay, it for yourself so. too? One, two, three. I'm going to give it to everybody but Mickey and myself. Okay. Okay, everybody gets how much? Uh, five temp. Perfect. So I am only barely bloodied now. Hey. Temporarily. Next up. Temporarily. Uh, was that the end of your turn? Sorry. Uh, yes. Cool. Next up is Sheila. Hi, it's me as well. <laughs> nice that we worked that out. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. We didn't plan for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just how the dice says. Dice tell a story, right? It's true. Okay. Sheila is going to rush to her husband's side and help pull Irithel over the edge. Ka-thunk. And if she has any you know, action left, gonna bop the nasty critter on the head. I'm gonna say... Is it still in the water? It's still under? in the water. Okay, it's out of reach. Yeah. Okay. It's like... 15 feet away and 10 of it's underwater. Okay. Well, she is going to menace it anyways. <laughs> and like, you get off the ship. You don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to intimidate it? Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, an intimidation check. Yeah. She's going to give it the worst mom glare ever. <laughs> oh, no. Do it with advantage. It's a mom glare. Okay. No, no passage without pay. <laughs> yes. There's uh, a 19. Ooh. Okay. Note to self. Mom glare. Sheila's got a mean glare. It's true. I'd believe it. (laughs) Next up is the creature. And the creature, you know, mom glares are scary. So it is definitely afraid of this small heron god who is giving the mom glare. Oh, she's not small. She's big. 
this big heron gone, this burly heron gone woman who, yeah, it's a little scary. So what it's going to do, it's going to swim. And it's also glowing. Away. It's also glowing. Yes. It's going to reach out with just its hand and suck someone in. Mm. <laughs> oh, I was the closest. <laughs> I was waiting to hear that Irithel was going to get sucked back in. Oh, no. Yeah, we're trying to avoid that. It is going to sling its arm out of the water at an angle. It's going to pull itself up to the side of the boat again, and you see its head peek up, and the arm continues and goes for Arathel again. Very motivated. Can I react it, it, it has to a good this eye for at beauty. all? Do you have mm. something that can do that? She's standing next to me. Mm. I mean... Do I have a your echo reaction? is in the water? So if it, it moved out oh, of your echo, that's range. true. So I could use my could have used my reaction when it moved away from my echo's location. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do that. It would still be with disadvantage. That feels like it should be an ability now. Echo's location. <laughs> Darn it! That was a ten. Oh, and that was with disadvantage. Yep, that was disadvantage. Rolls really high on the other dice. Oh. Actually, wait. No, because I. Did distracting strike on it, oh. which means you have advantage. It's also glowing. So it would have been a straight roll. It would have been it's a straight, straight roll. roll. Go ahead and roll again. Okay. That is a 17 to hit. That hits. Roll your damage. Okay. <laughs> 11 points of damage as it swims away from my echo and then tries to crawl onto the boat. Still trying to grab Irithel. Yeah. It slings its arm at Irithel, and as it notices Otis and Irithel near it, it kind of gains a little bit more fervor. Mechanically, it rolls advantage whenever it's around more than one person, basically. Oh, that's mm. odd. Like it gets excited? It gets excited. More for me to grab. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this at all. The arm flings out towards Irithel, and it misses. I don't think a 12 hits. <laughs> no. It's just extroverted. It gets excited around people. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's the end of its turn because I don't think it can can't move. So that's the end of its turn. It's going to hang out there, and it's looking directly at you, Irithel. You see black tears run down its face. What? Why are you? Who are you? Why do I remember you? I'm sorry, what? Next up is Otis and Izzy's on deck. We're on the top of the round already. We are. Oh, boy. Okay, so did not grab Irithel, but trying to protect the crew... I feel like Otis would use his short sword to slash at the tentacle-like thing that was going for Irithel. The arm, the rubbery arm the, thing? The rubbery arm, tentacle-like whateverness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you call it an arm, I call it a tentacle. That's fine. <laughs> oh, wait, he has advantage because of the fairy fire stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Otis roll better than Izzy. Darn it. That is a 12 to hit. That misses, unfortunately. Yep. What is he using for this? A uh, short sword. Bonus action, I think he will help Sheila. Whatever Sheila is going to be doing, he is going to be her backup so that she can get a good shot in. If for whatever reason the fairy fire goes out or what have you. Perfect. Do you love role-playing or tabletop games? Do you love Monster of the Week shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural? Do you wish you could find a podcast that combines all of those things? Well, look no further. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. So do you actually say that? Yes, I'm actually going to say that. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. 
And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. (laughs) 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 And truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another three. That's that's my my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. We're killing this thing. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi friends, this is Ander, and I wanted to give a special thank you to some of our followers on Facebook. Today, we have Steve and Dritzt Dorden. I guess that's when Dritzt goes to the Ritz? I don't know. But thank you so much for showing your support, and it really means a lot to us. Now, if you, yes you, listener, would like to join these fine folks in having your name read on a future episode, we have a few ways that you can get on this very prestigious list. You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter, tweet about the show using hashtag PowerWordCrit, you can share one of our Facebook posts and include the PowerWordCrit hashtag, or you can email us directly at PowerWordCrit at gmail.com to tell us about how you shared the show with a friend. Thank you so much, and we look forward to hearing from you. Enjoy the episode. Next up, Izzy. All right, so my (laughs) echo is still in the water. (laughs) (laughs) But it can technically move 30 feet as part of my movement, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's how that works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just going to move up the five feet to where the arm is. going to be basically in front of Irithel, and I'm going to slash at the arm tentacle thing. Okay. Flop it off. I'm going to have my echo just floating above water on the other side of the arm. Oh, I apologize. I forgot something. Izzy, Irithel, and Otis need to make wisdom saving throws. Okay. 16. I finally rolled okay. Otis got a 9 on his wisdom, and I got a 6. So Izzy and Otis take 14 points of psychic damage. Ooh, ouch. As this thing is staring intently at Irithel... But its presence is just so grotesque and sickly, and the black ooze is very, like, tarry. Super gross. Irithel, you take seven points of psychic. Now, are you all acting in such a way that we can see that something is going on, or is this an unknown damage and you will simply keel over at some point? (laughs) I would think that Izzy would be like, Ah! Irithel, having heard this twice now, like, you see a wince on her face, but she shakes it off. Does Mickey see the winds, though, if he's hiding? You definitely see shoulders hunch a little bit, but then, like, a shake. You're like, ah, okay. Mickey has very good sight in the dark, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, I am going to take my attacks, and I'm also going to unleash incarnation from my echo, since my echo is now floating above the water on the other side of this tentacle arm thing. So, that's four attacks. Oh, boy. Advantage. That's much better. That is a 26 to hit. That hits. 11 points of damage. Do you need to know what type? Uh, no. Okay. It's not taking as much as you think it should. I mean, I figured anyways, but I don't have magical weapons or anything other non-martial-like things. Second attack. 24 to hit. That hits. Another 11 points of damage. Third attack. Starting to look a little hurt. 23 to hit. 8 points of damage. And then unleash incarnation. 18 to hit. That hits. 8 points of damage. And then I am going to action surge, and I'm actually going to use my shocking grasp. There you go. Perfect. That is a plus 5 to hit. This is still with advantage. Do you have to touch it? I have to touch it. Izzy, watch out! Don't touch it! It might grab you! Eh, I have to still touch it. (laughs) 
Irithel has no idea what you're doing. She just knows you're walking up to it and going, reaching out to grab it. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, 14 to hit. 14 does n- not hit. So close. Okay. That's fine. That ends my turn. You notice this thing is starting to sway and wobble in a very pained way. It's oh. getting a little unsteady, but it's still dead set on Irithel. Next up is Irithel with Mickey on deck. Mm-hmm. Stumbling a little bit as the monster comes up onto the boat. I have to get my footing again because bad foot. I would like to attack it twice. And I have advantage so I can get sneak attack on it. There you ah. go. 24. Yep. That is seven. I've started working with the boat swaying. And I figured out how the movements of the bow a little bit. And so I would also like to do distracting strike again. Okay. And you roll sneak attack? Yes. Okay. So you said seven? Uh, seven plus 13 total. That's a good amount. And then second attack does a 16 hit. 16 just hits. Okay. That's another seven damage on top. That's about all I can do. I was going to back up, but then it would hit me. Okay. Next up, Mickey. All right. Mickey looks at this thing. What sort of an action is it to stand on top of Otis? Uh, Describe how you're going to do that and then I will tell you. Mickey would like to slide through Gabriella's legs, do a pull swing around Sheila and wind up on Otis's shoulders. Let's do acrobatics. And luck not to get hit. (laughs) Sometimes you don't roll well. This is going to be an almighty 13. It doesn't hit, unfortunately. All right, so what is the result of that acrobatics failure? Oh, please tell me you land in the arms of the monster. You manage to slide under Gabriella's legs. You manage to swing around Sheila. You miscalculate just how tall Otis is, and you hit him in the back, but you regain your balance, and you are in that space because you are a small creature, right? Mm-hmm. So you hear a <sighs> of annoyance from Mickey and a muffled <laughs> from Otis's back. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey will then shuffle to the side a little bit here, if that's okay. Yeah. Hopping off of Otis's back, and he will throw a dagger. However, I'm sure the monster has cover because of all the people between me and it. Lots of cover, yeah. It is only a medium creature. I mean, you could share Irithel's space. <sighs> Tragic. That is a 11. It doesn't hit. Sorry. This would have been really cool. I'm sorry. Nothing you can do about it. So the dagger flies by, and you can see Mickey, you know, in the middle of combat, as he pulls another dagger from somewhere, as the last dagger is just gone in the darkness over the side of the boat. He then hides. Okay, make a hide check. (laughs) Twelve. And what allows me to hide here without having moved anywhere sneaky is, as a firkin, he has access to a number of various random things. In this case, symbiotic relationships... Some firkin live in harmony with other firkin, and as such, they can attempt to hide when they are obscured only by a creature that is at least one size larger than you are. So who are you hiding behind Otis? I am behind Irithil and Otis. As you hide, you notice that it doesn't even glance your way. doesn't really seem to be paying attention to you at all. Mm -hmm. Next up is Gabriela. Seeing all the fervor up front... I'm going to get myself into a better position and I'm going to leap up to the mast from the side to get a higher angle. And I'm going to point down at it with a dramatic pose. And you don't belong on my boat. 
and I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast at it. Nice. I am firing two of them, and each of them have advantage. How high did you climb up on the mass? As high as I could, pretty much. So we will say, we'll go 15 feet. Okay. Just want to make sure, because there might be cover involved. But you got high enough that there isn't. I specifically was going high enough that I could get a good angle. Gotcha. So if there wasn't enough, I would have gone higher. 15 is not enough. It is not, unfortunately. So one of them shoots off and splashes into the water, striking a fish. That fish is gone. The second one, total of 20. 20 hits. Okay. A purplish-green beam of light strikes it with orange leaf spiraling around it. Ooh, that's lovely. Isn't it? Let's go seven damage. And it's pushed away ten feet. <gasps> yes! So if you push it away ten feet, does that mean it's hidden in the water again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how high is the, the railing? I want your boat to now have a um, six-foot high privacy fence. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably waist height. Okay, so yeah, then it definitely would go over. Unless your Mickey Mickey finds this unreasonable. No. <laughs> yeah, so it is. Your six-foot privacy fence. <laughs> Next up is Sheila. Sheila is going to move to the very edge of the bow, lean over the site, pull out her crossbow, and fire at the creature in the water. 16 on the die, so that's going to do it. Oh, yeah. And that is nine damage, piercing. Ouch. Okay, anything else? Uh, no. Next up is the creature. Just going to... Do a save against the uh, the mom stare. <laughs> yeah, that that would definitely pass. Ah, um, uh, but 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 what? Gabriella is going to use her reaction to make it fail the mom stare. Oh, does she have to see the creature? Oh, that's fair. But I'm high up. Uh, it, it's probably close. It's in the water though. Yeah. Okay. I probably don't have line of sight on it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, continue. And one last ditch effort. It's going to climb back up the boat, and you see it's hooked arm, like, well, it's not really even an arm, it's just like this harpooned thing. Climb over the edge of the boat, it's gonna look directly at Irithel. So persistent. It's like it thinks he's his long-lost lover or something. Ew. Or property. Yeah, nobody's within five feet of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so, aha. Uh-huh. Convenient, that. Uh-huh. I'm all about positioning. It's, yes. It climbs up with one arm, or one... Limb. Limb thing piercing into the wood. Oi! It doesn't go very far, but it's enough to cause like a dent. And it flings its arm at Irithel one last time. So this is the last hurrah? Yeah. Again, once it gets close to you guys, it looks like it's thrumming with energy. Creepy. Yeah. Do we need to make wisdom saving throws? No, because you didn't start the turn next to it. It had to move. Okay. Good thinking, Gabriella. So that is a 24. Mm, yes, yeah. that hit. A 24. Oh, no. Dang. Don't take me. <laughs> Get away. So the first thing it's going to do is it's going to fling its arm around you, and it wraps around you, and its claws manage to dig into your shoulder as it grabs you. Grappling. I don't arm. need more Ugh. scars. That's what a that good surgeon is for. 20 points of piercing damage. Oh. I'm down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So the next thing it's going to do with all of its might is going to fling you over the side of the boat. Are you going to be its corpse bride? Can Miriam hide <laughs> it? Sure. I'll give Miriam an opportunity to All of a sudden, Miriam comes out of nowhere and attacks it. Go for it. That looks like a single digit. It's a seven, and I'd have to look up the stats, but that probably doesn't. I don't think it has a plus. 
Oh, not and it's just yeah. flinging its arm with Irithel and not actually its entire body. Well, away, right? that's the thing. It it lifts Irithel up and then it falls back and it's going to fling Irithel as far as so it can. So it's leaving my threatened space? It is leaving your threatened space. So I can get an opportunity attack? You can take a swipe at it. Does Otis also get an opportunity attack? Otis can also take a swipe at it. Okay. So for myself, a 21 to hit. That hits. At maximum damage of 12. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Okay. And then for Otis... He rolled a 19 to hit with a short sword. That hits. It's looking real hurt. Black ooze is starting to come out of its eyes, its mouth, its ears. Uh, that's seven more points of piercing damage from Otis. Okay. And as you guys are piercing into this thing, it's now starting to leak black ooze. Ew. Gross. From all the holes. I hope it doesn't stain yeah. Gabriella's boat. From all the mm, holes. We're going to have to do a good scrubbing on this. Okay, I am going to roll a d6 to see how far you get flung. Okay. If I roll a six, you land on water. Okay. Or, sorry. If I roll a six, <laughs> you, land, no. you, if you roll higher, you land on land. <laughs> so if I roll a six, you land on the shore, and you you would fail a death saving throw. Okay. I rolled a six. Hey. Okay. So you take one failed death save. But okay. you're not currently drowning. Mm-hmm. It's true. So. Uh, Blessings in disguise. (laughs) (laughs) And as the creature flings Irithel and you guys hear a sickening thud, it hits the water and it it goes deep. But we can still see its glow. You can still see its glow. (laughs) (laughs) It moves further down the starboard side. Quick, the lurker is getting away. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's glowing, does it look like it's going to continue to drag Irithel? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're still grappled. Oh, joy. So even though it flung her onto the sandbar... It's still attached to her. It's dragging me into the water? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's reached 60 feet, so it flings wow. it. It what? Yeah, it's reached 60 feet, so it, it flings you, Jeez, and, it's starting, and it's starting to pull you into the water. You haven't quite gotten to, like, your face down in the water, but you're, like, right on that edge. It's reeling in that line. It's reeling in that line. So the people who have dark vision can see her on the shore. How far away is the shore from the boat? It's about 30 feet, yeah. Okay. Miriam is panicking on the <laughs> on the railing of the boat. Maybe there's dim light. And all of a sudden, Mickey, you have a Miriam in your face going. Mickey looks at him and says, "Yes, I know. This is a problem. <laughs> we can't get revenge if the revenger is dead." Got a point. <laughs> uh, next up is <laughs> Otis. Do Heron Gone have dark vision? I'm wondering if Otis would notice that uh, Irithel is still grappled by the arm thing. So here's a question. There are lamps on the edges of the boat. Right. So I imagine that we've got some dim light out yes, that far. Yes, that's true. How far does it go out? 40 feet? 20, 20. 20, 20? Yeah, you so can see. bright and dim. If Otis sees that this arm is still attached to Irithel. Well, hold on, hold on. He doesn't need to see because there's a glowing fuzzy line around the oh, arm. Yeah, yeah it's, it sees oh, a, glowing, yeah. a glowing rope around Okay, it. that's true. <laughs> so I think he's going to try and... I don't know if this be too precise. Try and use the dagger to like slice at the arm to free Irithel. So he's going to have to fling it, right? I mean, he's going to have to fling a dagger, yes. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and do that. You could throw a like circumstantial plus two. I'm going to say if you roll a one, something's bad's going to happen. Okay. But he still gets advantage because of the fairy fire. Correct. Okay. So if you roll two nat ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chances of that happening. Oh, good. No nat ones. 
21 to hit. Yeah. That hits. Six points of piercing damage. Chipping away. Is it enough to loosen its grip around Irithal? No. Okay. Well, he's trying to help. It's true. It's like magically compelled to seek out. That's uh, true. Yeah, something's wrong with this thing. Is Otis kind of an optimistic kind of person? Sure. Yeah. I've gotten kind of that vibe from mm-hmm. him. So Otis, hoping that someone will be able to rescue Irithel, is going to start getting the med kit ready. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I like this. He's very practical. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is Otis's turn. Okay, Izzy, it is your turn. I am going to have Dora move to where Irithel is. Bonus action, teleport. And I am now where Irithel is, and Dora is back in the boat. Perfect. Nice. Izzy, you've gone all ghosty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going ghost. <laughs> I am going to use my action to try and break Irithel free of the grapple. Roll strength check. And this is just a plain straight roll. Yep. Oh gosh, my strength is not that great. It's not like an athletics checker. It would be athletics, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It's better than a plus one then. 13. 13 doesn't do it. Dang it. Erickel is slowly getting dragged into the water as this thing is starting to swim away. I am going to try and keep hold of her before it like gets to the point where she could endanger her own life kind of thing. Erickel, it is your turn. Please make a death saving throw. Don't roll a nat one. Well, it wasn't a nat one. Okay. It was a two. Okay. (laughs) Two fails. No. Next up is Mickey. Do we have anything large, heavy, preferably nice and dense that would sink? Do you have an anchor, for example? You have 500 pounds of candy jellyfish. I don't think those sink, though. (laughs) It would probably be 500 pounds worth. But the wood would probably... I don't know. Anyways. 500 pounds is going to sink. <laughs> 500 pounds is probably too much for me to lift. 500 pounds of styrofoam does not sink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, it's about yeah. density. So I'm looking for something heavy that will sink rapidly. An anchor would be fine. Yeah. There's absolutely one. I grab the anchor, walk over to the side of the boat, look down at ye old monster, and I jump on it. No. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, do it. What is your I jump on the monster check? See, I think it's going to be an attack roll. Okay. How does water impact the I jump on it attack roll? With the heavy thing weighing you yeah. down. Yeah, with the heavy, the thing, the heavy thing, thing is weighing you down. I'd say it's an improvised weapon. Mm-hmm. So do I have advantage, disadvantage? You have advantage because it's glowing. But mm-hmm. the water, does that give me disadvantage? I don't... Mm. Oh, it is a melee weapon attack. But it's is not. It a, un, it's not uh, underwater, though, right? Not all of it. Yeah, you aren't attacking while underwater. I thought it sunk deep into the water. Oh, that's why I'm going mm. down with an anchor. Oh. If it's if it was on the surface, I would just stab it. But my yeah. understanding is that yeah, it went it's, deep. It's under the water. It has disadvantage unless the weapon is a dagger, javelin, short sword, spear, or trident. An anchor is not one of those. But so. it is a object designed for aquatic usage. <laughs> I'm going to say you do not have disadvantage. Therefore, you have advantage. Because your mm-hmm. goal is to sink it, right? Yes. That's much better. My first roll was a six. As an improvised weapon, I'm sure this would have whiffed. My next roll, however, is an 18. Oh, good. Oh. So that's why I was very invested in this. So I'm assuming that the anchor is a strength-based weapon. It is. <laughs> so improvised is 1d4 plus strength, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say it's a gravity-based weapon, honestly. Did he see me coming? 
No, it did not see you coming. How much damage <laughs> does an anchor do? Uh, D6. Yeah, I'll give it a D6. I would like to do 3D6 damage. Then. Oh, gosh. Perfect. <laughs> Sneak, Sneak attack. attack with anchor. <laughs> All right, so that will be 12 damage. Crush its head. I mean, the important part is that I'm down here with it now. Yeah. <laughs> my next turn, I can stab it. Okay, you almost got it on that turn. So. Finish it. I two-weapon fighting stab it. I just realized, like, oh, yeah, this anchor, dagger still. <laughs> poke, poke. The dagger doesn't have disadvantage on underwater fighting? Oh, no. All right. So you get advantage on that. The damage is probably going to be pathetic because I don't have any special two-weapon fighting abilities, so I think it's just, what, a D4? Mm-hmm. Three damage with a pokey dagger. Is <laughs> it down to one? It's, it's still up. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. My friends, it pays to remember your abilities. I would like to roll for favorite foe. Yeah, there you go. Oh. You're a adding, three, adding three damage, which will be halved to one. <laughs> and favorite foe again, adding three damage, which will be halved from the other three damage. So that was three, that was, three, that was six. So the f- dagger attack basically would do a total of six, if we're kidding, or six, which becomes three, basically. How do you kill this thing? With an anchor. <laughs> <laughs> and I then do, an extra stab. I drop the anchor on its head and goes, Oop! and then <laughs> while it's going oop, Mickey takes his dagger in his offhand and goes. So next up would be Gabriella. I'm going to leap from the mast and go to the edge of the bow and look out, seeing what's happened, stretch out my arm and sing a song of healing and for a healing word. Yes. Yes. What is the title of the healing word song? Oh, friend, be healed. (laughs) Um, All I ask of you is that you live. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I cast that, and it is 1d4 plus 4, total of (coughs) 7. Is it dead? Where is it? Where is it? I uh, stuff a chocolate ball of healing in her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) A nut-covered one or a not nut-covered one? A hazelnut covered one. Okay. So go ahead and roll for your hazelnut potion of healing. So that's the 2d4 plus 2. So you're coughing. And (laughs) all of a sudden this this nut-covered chocolate ball gets shoved into your mouth. It might get coughed out, honestly. First Mm. chance. You get eight more points of health. When I realized finally that you're trying to heal me and I actually ingest it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) No more talking. (laughs) Just chewing. Yeah. So it's very crunchy. It has kind of like a cherry cordial kind of flavor. Oh, nice. The cherry cordial part is also really chunky. That's the actual potion port, and they just they just cover it in oh, chocolate well, to make it oh better. Oh no, you kept the chunky potions. Potions are chunky. You guys <laughs> made this into being, and therefore it is yeah. here. I mean, it makes more sense in our chocolate. I mean, yes, makes it more palatable. Mm-hmm. So I know that I don't have to roll, but I'm still very much panicking. So she would like to do a acrobatics or athletics check to get out of the grapple. Of the dead tentacle. Thankfully, you're still grappled because it wrapped around you quite yeah. a bit. Um, <laughs> Izzy is helping. Yeah, you can have advantage. Yeah. And it is going down still, most likely. Which is why Just, we need to untangle her. As a side note for chunky drinks, if you've ever had a bird's nest uh, drink, it's a thing. Mm. It's a thing. It's oh. chunky. It's gross. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, y- yeah, you didn't convince me to try that. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. <laughs> I think you did the opposite. Good job. <laughs> What'd you get? 14. It takes quite a bit of time 
because you're really wrapped up. The DC is 15, so I'm going to say with Izzy's help, it it takes some time, but you manage to I unravel can, her. The next round, I can do it. Yeah. And uh, it just takes 12 seconds. I rolled a 23 the second time. So. Oh, yeah, that does it. So Mickey proudly crawls himself, <laughs> covered in black, green glowing ichor. What trophy did you bring back with you? And <laughs> he's not trailing the anchor, of course, because that would be ridiculous, even for yeah. him. And mm-hmm. he walks up to the shore and he holds out his arms, believing that he deserves to be hugged. Izzy pats him on the head. <laughs> Your hand is covered in ink. I'm still sputtering a little bit, but I think I'm like, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Has she stood up yet? No. I give you a hug. I stiffen. Revenge can still occur. <laughs> and as he says that, you hear a, a very tiny sploosh and tiny little feet paddling and a very, very soaked and now also covered in inky grossness is Miram. Oh, Miram. And just starts nuzzling up against your cheek and getting y'all gross. Yep. I, I will hug Miram. We've been through a lot more than... Sorry, Mickey. It'll take a little bit longer. Mickey is still very pleased with himself and turns to the rest of you for, you know, congratulations. Good job. You got it, right? I mean, after its blood filled the water, it was hard to tell. Well, good. Now go get my lantern. (laughs) I look down into the water. You've got dark sight. You can go get it. I don't think dark sight helps in blood. Mm, You're bloody anyways. Right? That he would have locate objects. <laughs> <laughs> it costs money. It wasn't even one of the special lanterns. Special lanterns? The ever-burning lanterns. Oh. It... Eh. I, I think that it was a, a hazard of doing business with monsters. Mm. Hazard of right. doing business with you. So now that I've had time to think, do I have any more insight into what that creature was? So David has a theory that this thing created a false sense of um, association. But Once everybody helps you back onto the boat, uh, Sheila gives you a towel and you're thinking about it. The eyes are so familiar. It, It feels like you remember them from a time that you can't remember. Go ahead and do hmm. another... You remember them from a time you can't remember? You remember it from a time you can't remember. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and do a history check. 15. You don't remember why, but you think you saw the same eyes when you were captured. Don't remember who. Don't remember why. You were drugged quite a bit. Oh. And you're starting to remember that haze, but you do remember the eyes. Miram, was was that thing familiar to you? Hmm. Limited vocabulary of a scroll thing. I'm not ready to share this with the rest of the group just yet, but I will make notes of that later in my notebook. I want to consult with Otis and Sheila, and like, I don't, I don't remember. Have you seen anything like this out here before? And so, either using one one of my knowledges, whether it's Arcana, nature, or history. Yeah, go ahead and do an Arcana check. Well, I rolled a 19, and I've Ooh. got a plus eight for 27. It's going to turn out it's a fairy. <laughs> it's just a, it's a really gross fairy. <laughs> Those are the thing. <laughs> yeah. So you've never seen one. You've heard stories. In fact, the last known sighting of one of these things was about 27 years ago. There was a slew 
of these humanoid monstrosities that were attacking the towns. And as suddenly as they appeared, they stopped. However, when they did some autopsies on these corpses, they noticed birthmarks and they noticed defining features on these mutilated creatures. These had been people who had been kidnapped from different towns. And somehow these people turned into whatever these monstrosities were. They were known as experiments because it looked like somebody had been experimenting on them. But nobody figured out who it was. Nobody was able to figure out who did it, where they came from, because they were just, they would be taken from one town and found in another. Were they called Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> you do know from your hometown of Vasilisa, one mm. man, Cotton Eye Joe, was one of these. Oh, no. Oh, no. I really want to call it this now. <laughs> you grew up with Cotton Eye Joe's kids, but never met Cotton Eye Joe. Oh. Now, these things here, I haven't seen any of these, but I, I heard about this back in hometown. I don't know if you ever heard of these, Mickey. Nasty critters about almost 30 years ago were showing up, and they turned out that they were people who had been kidnapped. All of a sudden, Irithel perks up. They were kidnapped? This was a person at one point, probably. Mutated experiments. Call them mutants. Yeah, people call them experiments. People call them those grapply people, those... Nasty thing. Somebody tried calling it Cotton Eye Joe's. <laughs> Handsy. Yeah. All kinds of things. But somebody did this. We could call them stilt walkers. I don't know if it's connected, but I remember when I was... when I think I remember. You see a rare moment of vulnerability with Irithel as she talks about this. But when I was drugged, when I was kidnapped, I remember... I remember eyes like that. That purple and green eyes... I don't remember anything else. And I don't remember it after I came to... Well, I guess my memories are all very hazy about the whole incident. I was very drugged the whole time. So, I don't know. Maybe he's involved with it as well? I don't know. Your captor? Yeah. I mean, they did seem very focused on you and wanting to get you away. That is true. Didn't seem to want to deal with anybody else. And we, we already know that you're captor is doing something with magic with that gem kind of finger finger the chain of the amulet in my pouch here we definitely need to talk to your grandmother see if there is a tracking spell on that do you remember what you were kidnapped by i feel like this thing would leave an impression it was definitely not this Ooh, so maybe this person was involved in your kidnapping and then someone kidnapped him and turned him into a mutant who kidnaps things all I remember is that we had finished a show that evening. I was the lead that evening. Well, I was the lead most evenings. We went out to celebrate, and the girls decided that they wanted to go to this one really seedy tavern. And I went, and I drank something, and next thing I know, I was weaving on my feet, and someone was guiding me out and taking me out the door, and none of the girls, mm. none of the girls helped. At this point, Izzy's going to drape another blanket around Irithel and sit down next to her and just kind of be there for support. You feel Miriam purring against her. That sounds so awful. I I can't even imagine. I don't like to remember it, although I am rather stuck with it. I indicate to my left leg. Is that what caused 
that and I gesture to your leg. No, that happened later. I tried to escape. If you noticed, I'm not one to take things lying down. And so my captor broke my, my leg and refused to get it healed. And so it healed wrong. Ugh. And healing only works well on injuries that have occurred. And so when the break didn't fix and it healed wrong and all sorts of scarring and stuff and the muscles didn't, yeah, it, it's too much to heal afterwards. It just doesn't heal after it because your body did its best and it's healed. Mickey's going to grab Gabby's leg. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> the gravitas, the trauma, the sadness. When she thrusts her sword through his eyeball, it'll be the most beautiful thing. And you, I'm going to hug your leg and all my sopping grossness, will oh. be there as a bard to tell the story. I think that the the ideas of this is, is overcoming my... You know, repulsion at the, the the goo and such. Like I can clean that up. That's it. It's like Mickey, you're right. This uh, this could be a new performance. Ah, oh, it's perfect. And we have plenty of players to perform it once it's written. Izzy kind of gives a wide eye. I I am not an actor. Um, not yet. But <laughs> oh, you could. No. You have such potential, Izzy. Uh, such emotion we feel. And you play a key part. Who who could play you and your echo? I mean, I mean we'd have I to guess, get. I guess I do have a plus two to performance. Yeah, you're good at it. Dora's just standing by, just like hanging out. Oh, that's right. I haven't dismissed Dora. She's trying to grab like a peach, but her hand keeps going through it. Dora, you can be a star. Imagine that. Have you ever? Wanted to be a star performer? When I was like six. It's a childhood dream. Dora, don't reveal our childhood <laughs> secrets. <laughs> she agrees. <laughs> I'm really appreciating this camaraderie. This is not something Irithel has had for ever, really, mm -hmm. actually. Being a drow, she was never... They don't really promote this sort of camaraderie. Irithel, this will be a grand epic and you, of course, are the starlet of this. And she'll go down in history, of course. You'll be the lead once again. Mickey notices that one person has not hugged him yet. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy's sitting he, on the ground next to Irithel. He walks over to you, his arms outstretched. <laughs> Izzy places her hand against him to keep him from getting any closer to her. Is he coming at you from the front or the back? Oh, that's true. Uh, he, 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 he is coming from the front oh, okay. with a very much so, ah, huh, ah, huh? only one person hasn't given me a hug. <laughs> Bring it in. Dora, <laughs> grapple him. I'm going oh, to be Dora can give you a hug. Dora wraps her arms around you and <laughs> in a very awkward hug. Can I feel it? No. <laughs> yeah. It's a ghost of a hug. Everyone could see her do like awkward pat pat and she comes away and she doesn't have any of the stuff on her. <laughs> yeah, Mickey is like, eh, close enough. And with that, we're going to close our session tonight. <laughs> mm. Woo! Oh, that was way too close. <laughs> oh my gosh, good yes. Good adventure. Yes. Yeah. That was really good. Good job, everyone. Power Word Crit is directed by a host of munchkins. They're mostly adorable, cute, and funny, but we love them all. And it is produced by Ashlyn McGregor. If you enjoyed our episode, tell your favorite slime about us. Follow us on Facebook, 
tweet us at PowerWordCrit. Send us an email at PowerWordCrit at gmail.com. Do not try and snail mail us. I don't think we've given you one of those, so just ignore it. Check out our website, PowerWordCrit.com, for art, bios, other factoids, interesting things, random updates, maybe an index at some point, etc., 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 and stick figures. Hurry up, Quill! They're getting away! When a band of heroes begin an adventure, Solemn the Chaos Bard will be there. Someone has to write it down, you know. We have Henley, a ranger with a haunted past. Boudreaux, a shaman on the search to save his family. Lila and Garatha, two people in a struggle to find peace in one mind. Roscoe, ready to blaze the trail and prove his worth. And Fenrir, who is looking for his big story to be a part of. And we are here to tell it, Quill, in Tomes of the Chaos Bard, a family-friendly, fantasy-focused actual play podcast with original songs and music. Come, join us as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. (laughs) Solemn am I, clever and sly. Solemn the chaos fire.